Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We have the perfect holiday gift if you are stuck for a gift idea. We now have gift cards for our Merry Body app. So if you are looking for the perfect wellness, calm-bringing gift for the holiday season, look no further than the Merry Body app. We've got three months and one year passes available. Plus, if your loved one is looking to dive a little bit deeper, we also have our yoga teacher training available as a gift card. The reason why I put this on is because my husband, Joel, said, you know what, Carla, I would buy that for you if you wanted it. And I thought, well, that was that's cool. Maybe there's someone like Joel out there. Um, so head over <laughs> to the link in the show notes and you can purchase your gift card for your loved ones. Uh, or if you want the gift, send the link to your loved ones. That's also a great idea. Okay, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 398. How to be yourself 100% of the time. Is this even possible? This is the question that we're going to answer today. But not only that, we're going to go into some actionable steps that you can take to actually feel like you are yourself more of the time. I'm going to say that more of the time because I do think Mm. that this can be quite difficult, especially if you're the person who finds yourself in multiple different environments in, in a week. For me, I find myself working from home at the cafe, uh, walking down on the beach. I find it pretty pretty simple to be myself, but I can reflect back on times, you know, in the office, in the workplace with different friendship groups and perhaps they weren't as easy. What do you think, Amy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 100, 100% agree with you on that. And even when I was kind of like writing a few notes down for the episode, it did make me think back to, oh, remember when life, was different, like working in an office or perhaps I was with friends pe- friends with people uh, from different circles. And, you know, I really did kind of like kind of change a little bit for each environment. And I don't know, like I think it just depends. Like if you're changing into like kind of different versions of yourself, potentially that's okay. But if you are completely changing, you know, what you're, you believe in and, you know, your your personality, I think this is when it can kind of come back to bite you in some ways, as in like, oh, you end up walking this path and you're like, hang on a minute, my life isn't what I even want it to be like, or I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like what I'm doing. So I think it's really important to check in and and kind of have a level of like, like a radar of like, oh, okay, like perhaps I don't share this aspect about me with this group of people for X, Y, Z, and that's okay, but I'm still being myself. I'm just kind of like not expressing fully because I don't feel comfortable to share that aspect about myself. And that's okay. Like we don't have to show and share a hundred percent of ourselves, but I think it's important that we, we are being ourselves and we just choose, you know, the amounts that we show, if that makes sense. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I also think it was interesting, you know, when you were talking about that, it also made me think of 
perhaps, you know, you might make choices in different circles that you might not usually make in other circles. And like I can remember, you know, when I was trying not to drink as much, I felt that, you know, when I was in a different circle that I, that I needed to always have a drink. Like I have to have a drink because otherwise I'm the weird one. And, you know, that wasn't really aligned with what I was trying to do with my own life, but like, I just kind of molded in to, to fit the, yeah. the situation. So these are these yeah. are good things to be aware of. And I guess this is where we come to the the first step really of this is having moments of self-reflection to actually understand like who you are as a person. Like we need to know who we are before we can be ourselves. Yes, yeah, so true. And I think especially, you know, if you're someone who has struggled with kind of like self-acceptance and and self-judgment, I think this can be quite hard. You can get to a point and feel like, hang on a minute, I don't even know who I am. I don't know what I like. I, I'm just like, you know, fragments of everything around me and you don't feel really connected to yourself. So I think that is the first stage. If you're feeling a disconnection to yourself and your desires and what you want in life, uh, start with that. Like start with connection and there are many ways you can do this and then this will invite then the self-reflection of knowing yourself of realizing hey actually this group of friends doesn't serve me or hey I don't feel like I'm being myself in this situation I need to change it but I think the first step is actually connection like so you can actually be able to self-reflect so true. Yeah, there I feel like there is and it's hard to describe but there's like a there can be a disconnection to yourself so often. Mm. And if you don't allow time to reconnect to yourself, then that just kind of becomes a bigger and bigger disconnect. And I mean for me like having time to move, having time to just walk and be with myself, like not always walking with someone. Like I know you and me, Emmy, we walk a lot. And together. we walk together, but we also walk separate. And like, that's a yes. really great time, even though we're usually messaging each other on dreams. <laughs> but uh, also, you know, time on the mat. So like yoga, Pilates, meditation, this kind of stuff, like anything that gets you away from the things that actually make you feel disconnected. And what makes us feel disconnected the most, I think, is our devices and this yes. big fat distraction that is so present in our lives. Like, all of the time it is always totally. there it is always it's a part of us uh so it's good to like have those social media free days I think you know we always mention them I've never had one but <laughs> <laughs> we've had maybe, maybe like, I... a half day like a half day no yeah, actually totally. I feel like traveling overseas is uh usually the biggest opportunity for social media free when you don't have access to wi-fi so it's like oh yeah true you're on the plane I mean you'd probably watch a movie anyway but you know when you don't have your phone you don't have that easy access to wi-fi that is a great opportunity and I mean when we traveled in Europe we didn't have wi-fi and I remember thinking like this is really great like this is cool like this is like we're really not on our phones and we didn't even take our iPhones I remember that and I remember thinking this is good and we should do this more often. And that was the end of that idea. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I also remember thinking, why didn't we bring our phones? 
<laughs> Whoops. Anyway, yeah, get off your phones, get more connected, use yoga, Pilates, meditation, or surfing, or dancing, or whatever mm. it is for you to create that connection. Singing. And yeah, and then spend time reflecting and, you know, take uh take a moment to understand what your values are uh and what's important to you what you want want from your life i think sometimes we are so go 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 we kind of forget to stop and check in we've got to also uh, remember like like who we are is not what we have it's not the no, job that we do no it's not um you know it's not these materialistic things it's not the brands that we love like this isn't what who we are is about like understanding who we are is as emmy said like our values like what's important to us what makes us happy what what are our strengths what are our weaknesses what do we value what are our passions what what do we want to experience in life not yes. not what we have not what we ha- not what we have not um not the dr- the dresses that we wear and the makeup that we wear like this is nothing to do with who we are that's just kind of i guess an in addition to how we identify ourselves externally. But inside, we're talking about inside. Yeah, I love that. Really important to mention that. And, you know, of course, like those things may be expressions of ourselves, yes. but they can, they, can the also, they can also become these things that we identify with our, our worth, just how, you know, you can identify your worth to how you look. And therefore, if you you think you're fat and ugly or like disgusting, which sometimes we can go down that path, then you have no worth. And this is just not true. And, you know, those things that you, the self-criticism, self-criticism is usually not true either. And just like, oh, my house isn't good enough. My job isn't good enough. My pay packet isn't good enough. You know, that isn't, they do not identify our worth. Uh, so it's really important we disconnect that. And the way to disconnect that is to be more connected to your true self, the mm. the what we described before. Exactly. All right, we need to move on from this topic. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be like a, a mar- another marathon. We do not need a marathon we on don't. this topic. But you already mentioned it briefly, and I think, you know, this is a perfect next step because, you know, when you get to know yourself, you might know, you might find things that aren't, you know, in inverted commas, normal, or they make you different. And in fact, this is like a really amazing thing, the fact that you are different and unique. Mm. And this is where we need to practice self-acceptance. So this is where we practice, uh, you know, embracing our uniqueness and the things that, you know, we think that we need to hide. Like maybe we don't, like maybe that's actually a great thing to celebrate and to, to let it shine out. And I think, for us, self-acceptance has been the most life-changing practice of realizing that actually we are enough exactly as we are and we go even further. We are amazing exactly as we are and this is why we say it in every single Marybody class because yes. this practice is life-changing because everyone is telling you that you're not enough, that you're not amazing, that you need to change, but actually maybe they're wrong and actually maybe we could change that and decide I accept myself right here and right now. Yes. And I mean, just think about it. When we do this self-acceptance practice regularly and we build that really strong muscle, uh, it's so much easier to be yourself because you are far less self-judgmental and you don't care about the judgments of others anymore. 
Like, of course you care about some, but you don't care about those silly ones that you probably make up, you know, or they're laughing at me or they think I'm this and they think I'm that. Well, perhaps they do. Does it even matter? Probably not. You know, it's that whole saying, what other people think of you is none of your business. Let them think and waste time thinking about you. Mm. And you go on and live your life and be yourself. Absolutely. And I think what it also does is it allows you to practice that self-forgiveness as well. So in a situation where, you know, you might be being yourself and then you feel like, oh, like I said something and they are, I don't know, I said something dumb or I said something this or I said the wrong thing and I shouldn't have been so loud, even though you're being yourself. It's like forgiving yourself as well. I think that is such a, a great practice. And that really comes hand in hand in hand in hand with acceptance because As Andrew says, our philosophy teacher, it is what it is as it is. We can't change the things that happened in the past, and so we may as well accept them and forgive ourselves. Exactly. And, I mean, it's kind of like this breath of fresh air, isn't it? It's kind of like this big weight off your shoulders when you you start believing and practicing this, and it just lets go of, like, the stuff that drags you back. Mm -hmm. It's very, uh, it's like freedom. It is. And if you've never practiced this before, like it is time to get on the bandwagon of self-acceptance because it is such a nice way to live. As Emmy said, it just creates so much more peace and so much more freedom. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, let's get on to the next way of being yourself. Like how can we be ourselves more of the time? I'm mm-hmm. going to say it like well, that. <laughs> yeah, good idea. And I think uh confidence this is a big part of it isn't it having the confidence to step out the door as yourself and we always do reiterate this but confidence does not mean you know the loudest person the most extroverted confidence is you know that that ability to be yourself in a room and then to walk into another room and to be yourself once again so it's thinking about you know what are the actions that build on your confidence can you think back to something where you felt really confident and what was that was it after you accomplished something is it after you complete your morning run or your morning walk or your yoga class do you feel confident after that okay check in let's make sure we do more of that mm-hmm. and then like build on that what else makes you feel confident? Maybe when you put your hand up and, uh, you know, you volunteered to to do the this presentation this week, did you feel confident after? Okay, do that more. It's, you know, ticking these little boxes of accomplishment and, and building and knowing that they all add up. Absolutely. And I, yeah, and, you know, what makes you feel confident might be different to what makes me feel confident. Definitely. And I think it's also about, you know, practicing that positive self-talk because yes. we can always have that in like we we all have an inner critic. Like this is very, very normal. Like we all have a self-judgmental self within us who wants to tell us that we're not good enough, that we suck, that we need to do better, and enter XYZ. So how can we practice more positive self-talk? Because the way that we think impacts how we feel and therefore the way that we feel impacts the actions that we take. So if we are practicing more positive self-talk, as in I can do this, I'm going to do my best, I'm going to step out and try my best, let's see how I go, instead of the opposite, you're going to feel very different. And this Mm -hmm. in itself builds an inner confidence. Yes. And I can do it attitude, which I think yes. really is such a description of confidence. And I can do it attitude. Like I can do that. I've got this. Yeah. 
Yeah, like you believe in your potential. You believe mm. in your ability to learn. You believe that you can uh, achieve something even when you don't have it on paper that you can. Like you believe that maybe I can, so I'm mm-hmm. going to try. Exactly. Oh, it's a good one. Uh, okay, next on our action step list. I love that we have a list, by the way. It keeps us on track. Uh, we can do this. <laughs> so so the next thing that, and this is such an important one, and we've talked about this many times. If you listened to the podcast before, you would have heard us talk about this. We need to avoid comparisons. Now, yeah. this is not just comparing yourself to others. It is also comparing yourself to a perfect version of yourself, like a perfect perceived version of yourself, and perhaps a version of past self. So perhaps exactly. something that happened 10 years ago, five years ago, one day ago. Like we need to avoid comparisons of all situations because remember that here and now, this moment where you're breathing in the here and the now, this moment has never happened before. And therefore we need to release expectations that we should look, be, and achieve in a certain way. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, you know, we've talked about this so much, but it is so easy for comparisons to creep back in. And even if you think you've nailed it on nailed it on the head and you don't compare yourself, like just be mindful and check in. Maybe you do. Like maybe a certain friend uh, you know, you're doing it with, or maybe it's an Instagram account, or or as Carla said, maybe it's someone who's not even real and you just invented them in your minds and you keep thinking you're not good enough because you're comparing yourself to the perfect version of you. It's not real. Perfect does not exist. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And of course, like, what does this lead to? Like these these comparisons and these judgments, like it, it, it cancels out any confidence building work that we did prior. It makes us yes. feel inadequate. It makes me, it makes us think, well, yeah, I, I can't do that. You're right. I am. I do suck. I'm not good enough. I don't look like them. I, I'm not as smart as them. I'm not as fast as them. Uh, whatever it is that you're comparing yourself to. I don't have that big of a house. All these things that we like to compare uh, and put our place ourselves next to others. It just doesn't mm-hmm. make us feel good. So how can we practice not doing that? And really it all comes back to the beginning of this self-reflection of knowing who we are. Oh, I'm going to catch myself when I compare. And when I catch myself, I'm going to stop that comparison in its tracks. And the yes, more that exactly. we the more that we do that, the less it will happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The next one is mindfulness. And you know, this, I mean, it's all linked, isn't it? So when we're more mindful, we can be more present. So then we can have more awareness when we're comparing. Uh, we can have more mindfulness of when we're maybe surrounded by people we don't want to be surrounded by. We can have the awareness of, hey, like I'm really not being myself today. And we need to have mindfulness to be able to, you know, identify all these things. And that's where also self-awareness comes into play too. So it's, I think it's all about like not letting the motions of life take us. It's about being, you know, in life, being in our bodies. And this is why we love the practices of meditation and yoga and Pilates. They're all mindfulness practices that get you present, that get you connected. And they play an important part in our personal lives, but perhaps you have something else. But, you know, it's really important to have a practice that gets you mindful and aware of what is going on. Yeah, because I think that these terms, like they can be such, um, 
you know, they can just be thrown around these days. Like, oh, you've got to be mindful and yeah. or you've just, you've got to accept yourself. Like these are like the kind of things, but I always come back to like, but how do we do it? Like, how do I be mindful? And that's why having a practice is so important. It's not for the sake of the, like, it's not for just the time on the mat. Like we do our yoga, it makes us feel good physically. Absolutely. It makes us feel good for the time on the mat. But what it does, what the magic is, is you walk the practice off the mat. The more you practice yoga, the more you practice meditation, the more you practice Pilates with mindful movement, the more you will find yourself being mindful in everyday situations because it doesn't just impact you on the mat. It ripples out into every aspect. And that's why it's important. Like we don't meditate for the 10 minutes of meditation. It makes you feel good. But what why we meditate is the hope that it will actually help us in another situation in life. Mm-hmm, exactly. So important. So important. Ah, the <laughs> next one I wrote down, and I don't think it's like absolutely necessary, but perhaps it's important to like more it's about having a group of people you trust. It's about, uh, you know, having your people, your support network, and maybe seeking feedback when you need because sometimes when you're on this path of being yourself, maybe you kind of lose sight of yourself and maybe you need to check in with people you trust. I mean, I think back to like perhaps like when I was with past boyfriends and, you know, like when you have a friend who's like, hey, what's going on? Like you're not really being yourself. And sometimes you would get really like, excuse mm. me, like no, and then you maybe stop being friends with that person. However, perhaps she was right or they were right or he was right. And perhaps that boyfriend wasn't really good for you and you didn't see it. So I think it's really important to have a group of friends who you can really trust and get feedback on um, certain things in life, but not everything. Like we can't rely on others for, you know, for their feedback and their tick of approval for everything. Uh, So this one is kind of like use this, but also don't depend on it. Yeah. Use this in moderation. Yes, exactly. I So I totally had a um, that as well, like a college boyfriend and then I remember my good friend was like yeah you've changed and I was like oh that's so mean no I haven't and then I was like well maybe I did I don't know (laughs) and maybe that's okay though because we do we're meant to change right yeah exactly maybe I grew uh (laughs) all right so another big one I think and this is so great because so often when we are adults we forget that learning new things is a thing we can do did you know that we can learn new things we can Uh, and it's actually a really really important thing to keep doing because it helps us add dimension to ourselves it it helps us evolve and change it helps us figure out who we are and who we want to be and you know I can clearly remember like doing my yoga teacher training and learning about the philosophy and realizing oh my gosh like this is how I want to be like this is the person I want to be and there were parts that I was already living but there were some things that I wasn't doing and I was like gosh I really need to work on that because I absolutely want to welcome that in and so this is where continuous learning is so powerful because sometimes we don't know what it is that like where we truly want to be like it's in there already but then having you know kind of uh I guess for me it was like this this guideline of oh that's how I do it that's how I be less judgmental oh that that's how I be kinder to my sister Mm. oh (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I think, and it's also like, um, you know, to be ourselves 100% of the time, it's also acknowledging that like we do change. Again, back to, you know, we talked about change just before and learning helps us change and become the people, you know, we're meant to be becoming. Uh, it's really important. And I think as well, like, you know, taking us back to accomplishment, when you learn something new, you feel a sense of accomplishment as well. Mm. So this helps to build the confidence. So see, again, they're all connecting and they all help us feel able to to express ourselves better and be more connected to the true us in more situations. I love that so much. And I think that's such a big aha moment, like in this whole conversation of being yourself, realizing that being you can change. Like yes. you, your uh, actions, the way that you live, everything that like that, everything that you first ever self-reflected on, that can all change if you want it to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. Okay. This is a big one. And I think that this is like a something that it's probably only gained a lot of traction in probably like the last five years of like learning what a boundary is uh, and setting boundaries and knowing when to say no and knowing when to say yes to things will also help you align to who you are and who you want to be. And this kind of takes a lot of practice, but when you, when you get good at it or when you start doing it, it does make you feel good. It makes you feel very self-respectful and mm. I guess, again, confident. Yeah, I love it. Um, I keep saying that. I love it. And you keep saying that, Carla. I love it. Oh, and I keep saying <laughs> absolutely. Like that. <laughs> absolutely. Sorry, we're so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. Be kind to yourself. Emma, be kind to yourself. Yeah, we're People not will forgive you. People will forgive you for saying the same thing People over like and over. like it when we say, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, be patient, be kind to yourself. And I think, you know, this comes back to the whole self-judgmental thing. You know, you're not perfect and you're unique and you're amazing in different ways. And we all have, you know, our inverted commas uh, faults as well. Like we, we're not perfect human beings. There is no such thing as a perfect human being. So if we can instead react with kindness and respond with kindness instead of self-judgment or that inner critic, then I think we're totally on the path to to feeling able to be ourselves more. Because so often we don't let ourselves, you know, be ourselves because we're judgmenting, we're judge, uh, judging, judging, judgmenting, we're judging <laughs> that that person in these really like nasty ways. So we need to to maybe kind being self-kindness you know maybe god can I talk today maybe being kind to ourselves feels too difficult so maybe it's almost just kind of not believing the self-judgmental thoughts it's just kind of letting them float out and then perhaps the next step would be to respond in kindness Mm, definitely so it's all about being patient and showing ourselves that self-compassion, the compassion that we show others, we also yes. we also deserve it uh, because it makes us go on life's journey with less suffering, less self-suffering. Like why do we make this harder for ourselves by being mean yeah. to ourselves? Why do we do it? I don't know. I don't know. Like when you talk about it, it sounds so silly, but it's such a, it's been such a big thing in my life. And I know yours too, Carla, but now we're on the other side. It's like, why? Why did we do and that? You, 
And then you see other people doing it still and you're like, why are you doing that? Like, you're amazing. Yeah. Be kind to yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, this is such a great episode. I feel like so many little action steps that you can take at home. Maybe there was one that stood out and you can now go and implement that. But remember, it's just about figuring out who you are or perhaps who you want to be. Like as it was for me when I went through my yoga teacher training, it was kind of more an awakening of like, oh, wow, like this is who I want to be. Like I'm not that person yet, but I would like to be like that. And uh, now here's some action steps for me to take. And that was amazing. So let us know. We would love to hear from you. We are always open to receiving Instagram messages, Facebook messages, even emails, and it's always us responding, so do reach out. Otherwise, we'll be back in your ears with a brand new episode next week on the Get Married Podcast. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.